a bookshop clerk and wannabe actress starts seeing the disfigured killer from her 1950s pulp novels come to life and kill those around her. Sing us the song of the piano, Matt! Wait, he's dead. You think the surgeon that did Dr. Kessler went on to do Donatella Versace? Who even are you guys? We're We're children of the cheesy! Hey there, folks. Welcome to this episode of Children of the Cheesy. I am that pile of books up there for the estate sale, Sam. And I am your surly middle-aged store clerk looking for love, Megan. Uh, Megan, today we are reviewing I, Madman, a 1989 horror movie, horror spoof, horror comedy. It, well, if it's comedy, (laughs) the traces were all left out. Yeah, um, this was a, this was a different movie for sure. You know, it wasn't. same in in a lot of ways. Wasn't bad, but wasn't like good you fell asleep yeah you know. <laughs> i <laughs> i'll be completely candid everybody listeners i have no idea what happens in the last 30 minutes of the movie yeah I didn't see it. it was uh it was it was a bit of a slog to get through um the pacing was not great i would say i fall i fell asleep right where it picked up like that's the annoying part. <laughs> like, that was, my eyes were like, I you give up. I can't like do the anymore. First hour yeah. and then it's like, like the, the last thirty minutes where it moves payoff. along. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yep. So jumping into this thing, we open up. With well, what the, the fuck are we reviewing? You said jumping in. What are we reviewing? I'm Madman. Oh, did we say that? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Are you awake yet? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my coffee this morning. Okay, go ahead. Jump into I, Madman. Yeah, so the opening text in this thing is uh, orange text against a black background, so it's fairly legible. Yeah. Definitely compared to the crimson red that we're used to getting. That's true. Uh, but the, the font looks like the mask, which this predates the mask, but you can't help but look at the font and think the, the mask. mask. So that was interesting. The power of branding. Yeah, seriously. So we get to the opening scene. Our antagonist, our monster, Dr. Kessler, is heading out the door. And uh, he's he's at a hotel, right? So one of the other guests at the hotel on the fourth floor called down to management about animal noises. Is like music to the ears of this manager because he's pretty much ready to kick dr kessler out yeah he is he like chastises this front desk clerk for not going upstairs and then and yeah then... just not invading this man's privacy right. immediately he's like really dr kessler let's fucking do it <laughs> yeah. why are you standing here yeah, it's like calm down man yeah just got the phone call like a second ago so of course we go into dr kessler's room and it's an absolute wreck dr Disgusting. kessler by the way is a pretty gross looking dude too like yeah, and he lives how he looks. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, he's all scarred up. He's got these yellow eyes. He's bald. Uh, he wears like a... What are the what are those called? The things that go uh, go over your face? Are they the gaiters? Yes. He wears a gator <laughs> over his face. Again, pre-pandemic people, like this man knew what was up. Having nothing to do with the fact that he has no <laughs> mouth and yeah. nose. So they go into the room, and it's an absolute shithole. And something that sounds like a child, like, 
calls for help. Ish. Yes. Childish. Childish, yes, exactly. It growls and makes a lot of other mouth noises that I'd be like... Feral kid! <laughs> yeah! Feral child. So the employee, of course, lets this thing open, and it's like some stop-motion animatronic... Uh, Hairless bear. Yeah, or like smooth-haired wolf. Like... Wolf with lots and lots of hair product. <laughs> yeah. I, there were holes in the thing. I don't understand why he didn't look to see what was on the other side before he just let it the fuck out. Because the man wanted to get eaten. <laughs> he was like, I'm tired of this fucking life. Let's move on. It turns out this whole thing is just the imagination of our main character, Virginia. Meet Virginia. And she is reading a book or imagining that she's reading this book i think she's reading she's this reading book. this book yeah um so it's like the first 15 minutes of this movie are just a fake out yeah she's at her house reading this book she gets scared so she calls her boyfriend who is a cop to to come over and then she like when he comes over he sort of like why do you read these books if uh if they scare you and then she's like well it also turns me on. And he's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I didn't understand why he was, like, getting all shitty. Because, again, he gets laid every time she does this shit. She does shit. this, and you'd think he'd, like, pick up on that. But, like, he, he doesn't. Most no. sane men would probably, like, this. if this was any other man, this woman would have, a like, a fucking entire library of books like this. He's like, this is slightly horrific. You think that would turn you, you think, on? Does this do it for you? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, like, let's go to the bookstore. <laughs> like, this motherfucker would be like, whatever fucking book you want, I'll get it for I'll you. I'll buy all the books. <laughs> yeah. This guy, this cop is actually ace. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. He's like, I hate this. Or she's his beard. Right, one of the two, one because the two. it's just, he gets super perturbed, and it's like, dude, why? Well, and then the <laughs> lovemaking scene immediately after this sort of supports this, right? So, like... It's very... It's very long, it's very gentle. PG. Yeah. Like, it's very PG. And there's a lot of, like, shirt rustling. Oh, my God, that was the fucking worst. Like, I forgot. I don't even know if I could do it right now in the no, studio, but I'm, I'm going to try. Give it a shot. Yeah, it's like... Uh, Worse. 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 Yeah, it's like if I if it's like if I put my shirt over the microphone itself and like and just started rubbing it and yeah, rubbing like it and rubbing aggressively it. Aggressively <laughs> like scratching the microphone. And rubbing it. And like that's all you hear while she's like while they're kissing and she's talking about this book. Yeah, it's like why would you give these people sh like the, the clip on mics when they're gonna be rubbing up against each other, get a boom mic. Yeah, it just or a shotgun mic or something. Something. Yeah, just to put in front of them. But the director was like, "Nope, we're gonna go with clip-on mics." Yeah, so you hear like, so you can hear everything. <laughs> and then the guy. <laughs> so, the next day, she and her best gal pal Mona, who work at the same bookstore, are kind of like discussing the married life. And they uh, are looking for this book called I, Madman. Or at least Virginia's looking for this book. Virginia's looking for it. Mona's looking for a fucking man. But all she gets is, like, senior citizens through this door. Yeah, senior citizens and, like, one incel. Yeah, so she does not enjoy life. We get this explanation about this, uh, this author, Malcolm 
something. Brand? Uh, Brand, yeah. Malcolm Brand. Uh, and apparently he outhorrors Stephen King, which made me think maybe he would like to direct the Maximum Overdrive sequel. <laughs> that coming, we've coming come up soon. with. Yeah, yes. yeah, we have a great pitch for it, but we're not going to put it out over the air. No. Uh, maybe Malcolm, though, can reach out to us. And Let us know, because we've got interested. it. Yeah, we've got it. There's this estate sale stuff that they keep referring to up in the attic. Virginia is supposed to go through it. She, um, like, opens a fucking box and then... Yeah, she finds out that it actually does, like, later on, it actually does belong to Malcolm Brand. But even then, she doesn't really do much with it. No. And she doesn't... She does find the book that she's looking for. Well, it gets delivered to her yeah, house. Yeah, it gets sent to her, right? She does, yeah. It does come to her. So, she's also an aspiring actress, right? That's the other thing. So, she has this friend, Lenny, that she does a lot of couples acting with so there's a scene there and then they just sort of move right on to the next part right where she does get the copy of i madman like sent to her home we're also introduced to the bitch what colleen i think is her name the bitch colleen that bitch colleen who fucking has gorgeous red hair and is better at her in acting and probably just a better person in general like (laughs) virginia Virginia does not seem like the nicest person you'll ever meet. Not necessarily, no. We don't have any reason to love or hate her, but in general, she doesn't seem to like those around her. She's caught up in her own shit. Whenever her and Mona are talking, there's a customer in the store actively buying a book that is actively ignored by two fucking employees having a personal side conversation. Yeah, so they're bad employees. Yeah, they suck. And they may be bad people. Probably. You know, or at least not the greatest people. She has this copy of I, Madman. And then she goes into her fantasy world where she meets Dr. Kessler for the first time. There's this bit earlier with Richard where he gets onto her for like not locking her doors at night, mm-hmm. which is a legitimate criticism in a major city. Very much so. You know, like if you lived in a rural area, eh. you'd probably get away. You just get bugs for the most part. But she lives in like New York. 1980s New York, which I mean, was like murder capital of the world. I was going to say, if not murdered, like at least just, you know, for like homeless people and shit. Just people breaking in and, <laughs> and taking your just shit. Random, yeah, random teenagers. Yeah, just destroying your shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And Virginia just doesn't care. Didn't even fucking care. So Dr. Kessler just sort of walks in because she keeps her doors unlocked. Yep. Uh, introduces himself and then she... Uh, panics and then he's like all right well i'm out of here i'm gonna go get some hair and then goes and kills colleen that bitch colleen and takes her hair (laughs) i like it because he kills her i mean i guess you scalp somebody they might not survive it but either way he just kind of haphazardly sticks this red hair on his head i don't know why he thought that would be the best color for him yeah i don't i don't either (laughs) <laughs> what? I don't what know why it? he decided red hair was the long hair. red woman's hair. He's like perfect. This is it. This is this, <laughs> this is, is this is my style. <laughs> like, okay. No, dude. Right. Absol- absolutely not. Yeah. If if any color, it's gonna be like white or salt and peppered. Yeah. 
You can have long hair, but yeah, but the red isn't isn't really working for you. No. Um, we also find out that Virginia is really into serial killers, gore, death in general. Like she pretty much tells Richard, like this is her thing. It's her thing. It's her kink. Yeah. And Richard doesn't see this as a red flag because he's a cop. <laughs> so yeah, only a cop would miss that detail. <laughs> She's, you know, it's the next day and she's in her fantasy world again. She sees Dr. Kessler, like, out in the street and in her room just, like, throughout the day. Um, And then she'll snap back to reality and it's like, oh, well, she's reading a book, right? And then that evening... At different places, though. Like, that's the part that always gets me. She always... It's like, is it a choose-your-adventure type-esque book? That, yeah. you know, you have to, like, fucking... Like, flip the Yes, because every back. time she opens it, like, there's a part of, like, oh, she's almost finished with it. And it's like, oh, you're back to the... And then you're like, back to the beginning. beginning. And like, what the fuck are you doing? She's in the middle of the book, and yes. then she's back to the beginning again. So, I, Madman, is a choose-your-adventure book. That's probably what drove her insane. <laughs> she's like, what? what is the is right this? choice? <laughs> oh, my finger was on the page. <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh, I didn't make that choice. Um... <laughs> Dr. Kessler, uh, so I'm going to back up a little bit. So, like, across the street, there's a piano repair shop that pretty much exists for ambiance it's as Virginia's getting laid. my detail. I think that's my favorite detail. Yeah, because, like, she'll be having these romantic scenes with Richard, and then the, the camera will pan over to the yeah. piano shop, and the guy's just playing these pianos. And it's a piano repair shop, which means you would think that they're out of tune. They wouldn't sound great, but these sound wonderful. They all sound terrific. (laughs) And he is an absolute maestro. I don't know what he's doing in the repair side of things. I don't either. And again, I mean, I don't... That's a great piece of real estate if you got that going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, truthfully, as the landlord, I'd be like, no, I I charge extra for that room because you get some major ambiance when you're doing things. Whenever you're getting laid, you're going to thank me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fucking tenant's like, what the? Oh, my my God. God, It's it's amazing. (laughs) Like, every day's a movie. (laughs) They they are the main character. And so, anyway, uh, this is the night that she sees Dr. Kessler, like, in the piano shop. Not the piano man. Yep, the piano man. So the piano man gets stabbed, and Dr. Kessler takes one ear. <laughs> he, I thought he had ears already. Like for, in order for the gator to I stay he up. he would have already had ears. In order for the gator to stay up, it has to like press against something. Yeah. And... We find out, like, immediately after this, that Dr. Kessler has no nose and no lips. Like, yeah, no mouth, basically. Basically no mouth, right? It's just, like, teeth, like mm-hmm. the Cenobite. First, like, how does the gator stay up, first of all? And then, like, he had both ears this whole time. Yeah, because he was bald. Yeah, because, like, his whole thing is he's, like, adding body parts that he's he was missing, yeah, by killing he, people and yeah, taking the body part. And he's missing them because he wants to like impress this character, Anna, in the book. Who is Virginia. Who is Virginia. Who because vir- like she's impressed herself on. She's done what millions of Twilight fans have done and impressed herself onto the main character. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
damn. You gotta call out the Twilight people like that, huh? Well, I imagine that Malcolm Brandt's writing is probably about as bad as Twilight's. <laughs> so I can see it happening quite easily. <laughs> it's, 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 honestly, there's a lot of crossover between the two. You wouldn't think it, but there is. Yeah, so it's like this was a warning about Twilight before Twilight was even a thing. I, Madman, was a movie that we needed but didn't know. It, it was ahead of its time. It really it was. It was important of Doom, and we didn't listen. And we did we didn't listen. We didn't listen. <laughs> Fucking no. Choose your own adventure. Uh, kills the piano man. Yeah, he kills the piano man for one ear. For an ear that he... Where does he put the ear? If he's already got two ears, where did the other ear go? <laughs> puts it right on top. Or like in the back. Yeah, like he's... Exactly. Like he's got like an ear like <laughs> on the back of his head Ew. somewhere. Or, you know, maybe an earring ear. But he didn't have an earring. No. So there's no earring ear. He put it on the top of his... He got an ear. He's got another ear. Murdered somebody for another ear. Like, you didn't have to kill the piano man for that. For an ear. And all this dude was doing was playing, like, good music. Yeah. He was like... Fuck that. Yeah, fuck Fuck that. Fuck the arts. Yeah. Business all the way, baby. (laughs) Business, baby. Reaganomics. (laughs) So, Virginia calls the cops. Or she tells Richard that she saw a murder. And then, of course, him being a cop is like, oh, well, better go tell my friends. She goes down to the station and tells these people, these police officers, exactly what she saw. She's an idiot. Which is about as batshit crazy as you would think, right? A character from a book I've been reading came to life and stabbed the guy across the street and took his ear. Alrighty, ma'am. So she comes off as, like, probably the murderer more than a witness or like (laughs) yeah somebody who does a lot of drugs and is not reliable yeah but they take her down to the but they but they let her go anyway right she goes to the publisher the next day and the publisher is like this sleazeball kind of character like he smokes a cigar and he's very he's a smut peddler so like all he cares about is smut Right? Yeah. So she starts asking him about this book that he published. She's like, hey, I only do porn. All right? (laughs) All right. Unless they're talking about vaginas and penises. (laughs) I ain't having it. Just talking about... I just do porn, lady. I just do porn. (laughs) Calm down there, Larry Flint. We'll be okay. Yeah. And and then she gets it out of him anyway that Malcolm Brandt is, you know, uh, a bit of an eccentric go figure. And then the thing she points out, she makes this big discovery (laughs) after the piano man's been killed that... The book is nonfiction. That was fucking great. That <laughs> was that. fucking great. She's like reading the title page and says like, <gasps> nonfiction. Yeah. So she tells <laughs> she tells the publisher this. She's like, it's nonfiction. And he's like, yeah, that's how he wanted it. <laughs> it would. Yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't. It's not a revelation. No, it's not. And regardless if it's labeled nonfiction or fiction, like why would that change anything (laughs) at all anyway so the big reveal is it's a non-fiction book right i think that i I kind of i said that there was no comedy but there is some but very unintentional unintentional exactly like they don't they're not trying to be funny about the non-fiction part but that's but that's funny funny yeah virginia is now convinced that brand 
is killing these people. So she goes and tells Richard, and Richard's like, you're crazy. A dead guy is killing people. So he didn't listen. <laughs> he didn't listen. Uh, next scene, she's sitting at a bus stop for some reason, and Lenny, her buddy from acting school, comes over and offers to like buy her a dinner, and you know they hang out together. And she doesn't really want much to do with Lenny. Yeah, I mean she doesn't like reject him harshly, but she seems very disinterested. And yeah. I guess you know with what's going on in her life, that's understandable. Yeah, exactly. True. So Doctor Kessler comes out of the shadows and murders Lenny. It takes his nose. Lenny is an Italian man. It probably wouldn't fit Kessler's face. <laughs> We're just going to throw it out there and say that I don't think Dr. Kessler was an Italian man. No, Kessler his, sounds German. Yeah, his face structure certainly didn't. Does not support the the uh, Italian features the Italian that you feature. generally see. Yeah, that Lenny has prominently been gifted. So... Uh, but he's got himself a nose. He's got himself a honker. <laughs> he's got one. Uh, and once again, Virginia's the only witness. So, like, the cops arrive on scene and they all roll their eyes, <laughs> which I loved. They're like, like oh, God shit, here we go it. again. <laughs> yeah, that part was funny, too. Yep. Uh, Virginia figures out uh, and tells Richard that the library is going to be the next target. Like, she kind of infers this from his poetry. For some reason, Richard and the rest of the police department are 100% behind this idea. So, like, they have no leads. Virginia's the only witness, and they don't really trust her. So, it's like, whatever. So, they go and set up at the main library in, I guess, in New York City? Uh, Wherever they are. But it's a big big library. Yeah, that's big. Big library, right? It's like a three-story library, massive complex. Good God. And nothing happens there, right? Because that's not the library that they're talking about. It's the library that Virginia and Mona work at is going to be attacked. Why wouldn't Virginia figure that out? She does at the very end. Why would she assume it was some big library that they haven't, where his shit isn't even at? Yeah, that part kind of got me because it's like the the, um, blues that it gives you in the poetry, right? It's like, talks about lions guarding the, the steps and cats you know being Mm -hmm. on the prowl and stuff like that and there was a cat in a previous scene yeah that scared the shit out of uh virginia yes so she should have probably like put those two together pretty quickly but she didn't and then she's like oh my god mona's in danger but by then it's too late yeah mona's already dead and dr kessler has himself a nice full set of woman's lips (laughs) new lips so he's big he's ready for the big face reveal right and you expect to see a man with like an Italian nose and like Mr. Potato Head, yeah, basically. Basically, right? Like, you know, big eyes and hair all over the place, which is true. It is true. Um, but the nose and the mouth, and I guess the ears too, right? Were not what you thought. It, like, it's just an actor's face. He stole one ear. Yeah. He never killed anybody else to steal another? I mean, he may have had another ear already. How inconsistent and weird. He's got everything he needs for All right, face. well, he's good to go now. So now it's the face reveal, and it's the actor's face, which I was so disappointed, because I wanted to see Lenny's nose and Mona's mouth. They could have put some prosthetics on there. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, they were like, this would be too funny, and we need to keep it serious and scary. And scary for the audience. Yeah. They, they will get very confused. If we, <laughs> if we don't do, use. If we do this honestly. So 
Virginia is now locked inside the building. Typical horror trope, getting locked inside of a building with Dr. Kessler. He almost catches her, but then she like sort of like squirts upstairs. And um, he's corners her upstairs. Richard comes out of nowhere and because, you know, he's outside, so he can just walk in to, through the <laughs> locked door. Um, he shoots Dr. Kessler. We think he's dead. Of course he's not dead. So Dr. Kessler, like, pops back up and almost kills Richard. And that's when Virginia realizes that the 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 silky, smooth, skin wolf monster that was featured earlier in, right. uh, in her imagination is real, too. And it attacks Dr. Kessler. Oh. And they both dive out a window and die. Oh, well, you gotta love it when problems solve themselves. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like, that's a fucking tidy ending. Yeah, it all, it all like, wrapped up nicely. No loose ends. Uh-uh. No, no hope of a sequel. Yeah, and Richard saw that Virginia was not great. Wow, everything just resolved itself, really. Yeah, well, like I missed, in the last five minutes. I fucking missed the most. Except Mona, who, you know, obviously died, but yeah. she never found a man. You know, I, mean, I guess. Maybe she found some solace in Dr. Kessler, who was several men sort of stitched together. True. And at least one woman. I, <laughs> and she, she was the lips that held it all together. That's right. So we got to give this thing a cheese rating. It's a pretty cheesy movie. It is. Yeah, it's a cheesy movie for sure. I wouldn't give it the American cheese slice. It's almost like like the cheap queso that you get in the jar. Yeah. You know? Like it's not the good queso. No, it's not good queso. It's like, yeah, the Totino's, not Totino's. Like the Tostitos. Tostitos queso that is along the same aisle where the chips are located yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you'll eat it, you know, and there's one in there that you like better than the others. So right, there's always somebody that loves that shit. Yeah. You know, you know, it's not good. It's not good, but it's not <laughs> terrible either. It's true. You could watch this thing once as long as you do it before midnight, apparently. <laughs> Or else you'll turn into or, a sleeping pumpkin. That's right. And, that's, and then it just puts you right out. Yeah. I'm Madman. I'm Madman. This has been Children of the Cheesy. Later. Thank you for listening to Children of the Cheesy. If you feel like dropping us some cheddar, check out our Patreon. You'll get some warm, melty perks like early access to our episodes, a cheesy drawing from moi, and access to exclusive content. Head to childrenofthecheesy.com for the latest on upcoming episodes, merch, and other exciting things. Like, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Like at Cheesy Children Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also remember to check out our short series, Trailer Trash, on YouTube and TikTok. And remember, folks, even a cheesy movie can be worth savoring. See you next time.